welcome back for part three of the conversation with Jonathan Rayburn. Well, the thing is, we're talking about this podcast, so I'm about self-improvement, bettering, doing what's fear, what's, 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 uh, facing our fear. We got to escape fear. We got to learn yeah. to love. We got to learn to unify. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, what I was really saying is like, you know, whether you want to put this part in your podcast or not, but Ooh, I was really, that sounds uh, dangerous. Well, okay. I know. Well, so I love dangerous. Come on, bring it. I think, I think, <laughs> I think so like with this podcast, like I think there's, there's a, there's a lot of opportunity because you're consistent you keep going at it and you're, you're training yourself. I will stop. I will right. fucking and stop. I, I really think somebody's going to have to stop me. I think for, um, for the next step for you, man, is learning how to do it without the alcohol lubricant. Cause I really think, mm, I really it's think a good one. I, think, I like whiskey involved in this. I know, and there might be times for that, but I, I really or vodka. Yeah. Really, though, I, I think there's a um, there's a coherency with you mm-hmm. um, that I, I like conversationally. That over the years when I drink with you, I, I and if this happens to everybody, I see it go down. I think you're going to have a much qualitier show if you if you watch the alcohol content. Or okay, maybe, so Jonathan uh, is commenting on the fact that I do drink vodka or whiskey, one or the other. And I have no problem with that. You know, I, I drink while too, we sure. podcast. It's a uh, social lubricant. It is a podcast lubricant. Yeah. So it is. It is. It's sure. a good point to bring up. But I, I think for the sake of challenging ourselves and the sake of bettering ourselves, I, I believe you're going to. That's find why it. I have to pee so much. Yeah. I think I believe <laughs> that you're going to find you're going to find a quality about it. If you start weaning that out, you know, it's still fun to use it as social lubricant and it's still you still can. But and it's, it's your choice. But I'm just thinking, I think I think. What about weed? I mean, I would say the same thing about weed for myself. Um, like alcohol is not my my drug of, of choice, but weed. But weed's okay. Weed, no, I would say for me, um, weed. I mean, weed. Like, what's okay is up to you, right? I'm just challenging. That's you. why alcohol's okay with me. I'm just challenging you. Is what I'm saying. I'm oh, I love you. a challenge. I'm challenging you to to try doing learning to do the challenges project. are good because then the alcohol becomes a crutch, right? Everything's just like, a fucking crutch. Just like dude. weed can become a crutch, right? Yes, Anything. everything can be a crutch. So what I'm what I'm more doing is I'm just challenging you to be a superior to try human being. And then only because I love you. Oh, right? dude. Yeah, you know, like my I, man. And uh, my there's, man. I, but the thing is, like, I see a. But a, do I offend you on no, whiskey or vodka? No, I'm not offended. I I okay. may, I choose in my heart never to be offended. No, no, no. But okay, go beyond your superior ability to not be offended. <laughs> no, man, no, nothing okay. about it. Nothing just, about just it. Just pretend. I, let's say it this way. It's not, nothing about it bothers me. Pretend you're I, a normal human being and not this think, fucking ultra accepting son of a bitch from another world. Let's put it this okay. way. I don't think, I don't think it is the best version of, of Jay. Me? I don't think, I think there's a Vodka better. Vodka and whiskey think, takes away from who I am. I, I believe, because I know you so well, we've had, we lived together for a while, we worked together, we've had lots of conversations. The best version of Jay Scott is the Scott that he's not leaning on alcohol. Okay. As a, all right. Beautiful. That is, that is the way, and I, and I see that, and I really believe that's going to come out on your podcast. I got That's really a high bar it. you well, set thing, for me. Well, the thing is, is that I was seeing That's it. That's like a sobriety challenge. 
Well, I mean, that's up to you, man, how you want to do it. But I just no, think, but I mean, I think it, you that's have, what you said. I no think, whiskey, no vodka. No, I'm not telling you. I'm just no, saying no, 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 I think no, 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 not, yeah. not no whiskey, no vodka, no alcohol. Um, you're saying, period, no alcohol leads to a better podcast. I'm just saying, as as we've been talking for like, I've been here for a few hours now, and we've been yeah, on the air man, for like good almost, stuff. almost two hours, and I'm, I and I really believe there's a. There's a There's two right, <laughs> right there. there close. <laughs> two hours, man. It's almost a Joe Rogan podcast. Ah, we're doing a Joe Rogan podcast because you're a good fucking guest. But um You know Joe Rogan? I don't he, know. He <laughs> I mean, do you know his podcast? I mean, I know the podcast, yeah. Yes. And you've listened to him while he drinks and smokes weed and mm-hmm. does various other things. Yeah. Yeah. Eats fucking mushrooms and he all sorts all kind, of shit. He does all kinds of stuff on the podcast. <laughs> That's me. I know, I know. I hope you accept me for who no, I am. No, I, I do. I do. What I'm saying is I think there's a, I think there is a. You level. think there's a better me beyond? I think there's a level of you. Because listen, folks. I'm drinking whiskey. I'm drinking vodka. Throughout this conversation, it's a secret. I've never let anybody know. I drink a little bit when I talk. So now you all know. <laughs> I um, I, uh, I I've been drinking uh, vodka this this episode too. But what I'm saying is that I, I really believe, like in my heart of hearts, there's a there. You have something more to offer, hmm. and I think you're gonna tap into that. Um, I wonder what it is. What do you see? What do you know that I don't know? Um, I don't know. I just this is a gut feeling. I'd say. Man, I, I use my. Gut I got problems. I Jay. use my gut. My gut. Jay. What? I mean, what? What kind of problems? I call you Jay. <laughs> Jonathan. Yeah. I was like Jay. I was like, oh, that's you. Man. It's easy to call you Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody with a J name, it's easy to call Jay. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm Jason, and people call me Jay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because it's. It's easy to have a crutch. It's easy to have something to loop the yeah. environment to make it a little bit easier just to fly off the handle and let your personality just emerge with no self-consciousness, with no ego blocking you from being who you want to be, worrying about what other people think. And that's what motivates me to have a little something I get it. Before the microphone. I get it. I get it. And I just think... And that's vulnerability there because I have issues with anxiety. I have have issues with all sorts of shit. But, yeah, to get down to the bottom of it, yeah, I've got a little bit of an anxiety issue. So... I mean, I do too. That leaves my joints. That leaves my vibe and allows it to free up to where I can be me and... Is that a bad thing, really? Well, let me put... I mean, it's not nice and bad. I just think there's... there's. I think you have um, something to offer, um, a, a portion of Jason to offer that um, that the audience would not get otherwise. That makes sense. But for me, example... I'll give you an example. So you think a more intelligent, a more, a more concise, a more better version of I think me. You're, I honestly think there is a better version of you when you're alcohol. Like, 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 I don't dislike you in alcohol because I drink with you too, but there's a, a sharpness to you that I like. There's a, there's a, there's just, a, there's something about you I like without alcohol. That almost sounds like a compliment. It was, totally. <laughs> um, but for example, like me, like I realized, um, I don't know, I was doing a mushroom trip and I realized in that mushroom trip 
that I use weed because I'm, I have a social anxiety. Or I did. And I would use weed to to mask that social anxiety. Mm-hmm. All right? And because and I became became this crutch. Relatable. Became this crutch. For me, it was never alcohol. I've never, I get crutches. Yeah. I mean, so, hey, dude. All good. It's, yeah. it's good. And I mean, so you tell me, me, I tell you. Yeah, and that's what I appreciate. I appreciate a friend that's, that's direct with me. I will like, be. I, yeah, I, I really do. I do. I'll I, do it right I, here on the mic, and I'll send yeah. it out to every fucking country in the world. And um, <laughs> and so I, I always appreciate that in friendship. So I think the most loving thing to do is to tell somebody the truth as I see it, whether it's the truth or not, whether they agree or not. That's the most loving thing I can do for them, right? And if yeah. I want the best for them, then I'll tell them. And um, for but, me... I'll tell you, it's the hardest thing for me to do. Oh, usually the best things for us are the hardest thing to do. Aren't they? Yeah. God damn, you're right. It's the truth, man. Fuck, I love you, man. Like, like getting up. Fuck, and- I love you, man. <laughs> you just keep it so Dude, fucking I, real. And that's you, what the name of the podcast is. Keep it real. I mean, we, and Jonathan is keeping it realer than I fucking keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! Take over my podcast. <laughs> um, I think we, I think we'd make good. Uh, we could, we could become a good team doing this. Um, You're probably gonna hear about it now after this. <laughs> once I post it. Um, but the, the, the yeah, going back to I forgot. But no, I just, I just realized that. Oh, the best thing, like, like, like I remember. Um, yeah, I remember living with you, man. You got up every morning when worked out. Fucking a, dude. And I still do. And I'm and I work out now too. But at the time, like I had just gotten lazy and I just couldn't find it. And now, and there's just a, I just couldn't find it in myself to do it. And I just gained this massive amount of respect for this discipline you had every single day. You just hit it. I don't know what the fuck's up with that either because. Every day I wake up at four or five o'clock in the morning and I get up and I go work out I, I and I can't that. fucking stop. I envy that. I wish, I wish me, I have to work on that. And that's something like for me, it's something I really want. But to that's do. one fucking thing I got I going mean, on. We all, you probably got 10 things going on. I got one thing. <laughs> I get up and I go to know. the fucking gym. Um, and I mean, now, now I, I, because really I'd say a lot of you, like I've lost a lot of weight since, since we hung out and I'm yeah. definitely much healthier and fit. And a lot of that. But thank you for the. Yeah, the praise. Yeah, I appreciate that. But but I'm telling you, it's one thing I got. That's it. Yeah, that's one thing. Well, what I'm saying is that like a lot of me now, like being healthier and fitter and and eating correctly, eating eating uh, in a way that my body can process is a lot of it is attributed to living with you. Oh, good. I'm glad I reflected positively on you, and it had some kind of refractory benefit that. Lasted. It, yeah. it went on. It, you know, I wish it would have happened to some other folks too. I mean, really, it really did. It had a, it had a huge impact on me and watching how that you, makes me feel good. You went about it and how disciplined you were with your diet with, with that. And it really inspired me. I was even cooking our fucking boss's meals. <laughs> yeah. That fucking piece of shit. <laughs> we love you, Jeff. I love you, Jeff. You piece of shit. You fucking wouldn't eat the goddamn food I cooked for you. You still ate pizza, you fucking fat fuck. <laughs> no, no, Jeff, Jeff would have, you'd cook him some like, Good healthy like 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 asparagus and chicken. And like you have you know something real healthy. And Jeff would eat that and he'd order a pizza. <laughs> oh fuck. I, again, Jeff, I love you. If you hear this. I hope he does. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you're the Jeff, I cooked your food, you didn't eat it, and I understand. I know you were in love with fast food and, and pieces, <laughs> no, and that's your thing, dude. No, so it's all good, bro. He would but, eat your food, and then he'd, after he ate your food, he'd go order a pizza. That's what he'd do. I remember. <laughs> oh, my God. In this job, I worked to take care of his employees and take care of myself, of course. And the boss needed his food cooked so he could be healthy. And I cooked all of his fucking food for him. And he still could not. (laughs) He couldn't adhere to the principles of doing what he needed to do. You don't get it much easier than that. I mean, if you can't fucking take the goddamn healthy food in the fridge and fucking shove it down your gullet, you only have to cook it. <clears throat> what can I say? I mean, he Jeff Jeff ate it, but he'd also but he also was good about working out. Like he was always like Jeff was always Jeff was in the best shape that he's ever been in when we were in that. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen him in San Antonio and Austin when he was around me. And he had that food, and he had that workout program. He was in great shape. He was. He was. I, I remember, like, I, I would. Uh, I don't know what condition he's in I'd now. Girls around the apartment, but I have a like, feeling that he's probably five hundred pounds and slithering across the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> he's job of the hut. <laughs> he's job of the hut. <laughs> oh fuck! I, no, I don't think he's that bad. But, uh, I mean, I just hope like what you just said, you said that some of the principles, they stained you. They stayed with you. They were, they're, they're inherent in you now. Something good came about from those principles that I laid out during that period of time. I, like I learned and how I to hope eat. that Jeff got some of them. I think he did. I mean, the people like you can't be close to somebody like you, like you guys, they don't roll up you roll, roll, you know, they don't run. I'm still thinking about you. job of the hut. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> anyway um good times man good times <laughs> definitely but out of you know out of all the years if we didn't express this at the beginning of the podcast me and Jonathan worked for many years together and his brothers too yeah we, we worked with Jordan and Josiah his brothers but Jonathan was my closest, and we worked together doing roofing. And out of town, many different cities, doing many different things, living closely together in apartments, sharing a life. That was a good, very closely knit. It was. It was. It was. A, it was a good. I it was a really. I didn't realize how great it was. In the moment, I wish I'd been more relished the time, you know, if that makes sense. Well, yes, because I mean, sometimes you don't realize the human beings that you're associated with until they're gone, until they're they're gone. gone. And Jeff didn't understand. I don't think any of us did. I mean, I I didn't really. I didn't understand. Yeah. Because there was some high quality people there. Yeah. And I considered you a high quality person then I considered you a high quality person but even more so now looking back I consider you a high quality human being and I've said this without the mic but I'll say it now I consider you my spiritual father and I bow to you Oh, don't bow to me. I'm not worthy to be bowed to, but I, I appreciate I bow that. to you. <laughs> and thank you for guiding me 
when I was lost because yeah, I was a lost soul. Yeah, well, thanks for helping me get fit and thin again. Okay, thanks for helping <laughs> me guide my soul somewhere better than it was going. Yeah, man. Because I don't know where I was going, but I wasn't going up. I was going down, and I needed some help. And we you were there. Us. We all do. I mean, a lot of it, man, is is Jeff's ability to bring a team together. Like that, Jeff has a natural ability. He that. had so many talents that I feel have spoiled. No, nah, I mean, he's still got that that skill. He's like, got it, he's but got he's got not it. using it. I don't know. I don't know where he's at right now. I but, do, um, and he's not using it. But he's got, you know, he, he could do so much more than what he's doing right now. He's got a, he's got a, he's got a, a gift for business and a gift to bring teams together. He and does that is something that is something that, and he's got a gift for leadership. Yes, he does. This is our former boss and friend and friend. Uh, he was my best friend. I mean, growing up. And he has a magnetic personality, a very strong gift for speaking and leading a group of people and driving them towards a goal, a direction, a goal and a direction. Very well put. And he gave up on that. And now he is doing what he is doing alone, working a different job, which... I mean, if he's happy with what he's doing, he's happy. That's fine if he's happy with what he's doing, but I don't think it's what he's meant to do. He's got a gift for what he was doing before. He just didn't do it right. Yeah, there's this... uh, Maybe we can end... uh, end, um, podcast with this but this is parable in the bible a parable oh please a, hit us with some truth brother this, this, the, the, the parables are are a story that are meant to, to teach a lesson and there's this um in the parable and i'm and i'm paraphrasing heavily i'm not reading this directly out of the bible but that's okay there was this your this, interpretation is always good enough for me there's this wealthy man and he gave one man he gave one man 10 talents a talent was a day's a day's pay i know this one yeah and uh he, he told the he told the yeah, go off and come back and increase this. And you come back, you know, give me the, the, the increase, the yield. Yes. And then he does this with, he does this multiple times. He gets to the last person and he gives him one talent. And that last person he gives him. Wasn't there three people he gave? I don't remember the number. There was three people I think people you're right. He I gave. think you're right. I think you have three people. You get the, 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 the but there's, one. there's a diversity between how each individual handled the talents. Yeah, yeah, and a talent. I mean, it's a, it's a double entendre because the talent at the time was it was a, a day a day's wage. Right, it's money. But it's also a, a talent is something God's given you. Your currency in life is the talents. You can God's look at it you. that way too, because so, a talent, money. Yeah. Whatever way you want to look at it, but it's interpreted like, in the Bible as a talent. Sounds sounds like is like you know it sounds like a talent. It is a talent. But um, the the last one he gave him one talent, and that man instead of going and investing that talent and, and and building it into something, he went and buried it in the ground. And when um, when the master came back, when the, the wealthy man came back, the boss, he uh, everyone produce the fruit of their labor that they invest this money and they came back with with yield right and the last man he buried his talent in the ground he says i i i judge you to be a um he he says something very specific how he judged the the master to be and he buries and the master says you wickedly wicked and evil servant you've 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 uh wasted the talents i've given you by burying them in the ground 
And I don't want to be somebody who buries my talents in the ground because I've realized up until this point in my life, in a lot of ways, I've been that guy that's buried my talents in the ground. And so it's been since, since I've realized this, it's been this every day getting up and not taking for granted the talents that God gave me and wanting to push myself to, to better myself so that I can use those talents. And so for me, there's this, this, I don't want to, I guess fear would be the right, the fear of God. The fear of God is the only God, fear that's, that's, that's okay. It says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and understanding. And that is, that's definitely true. When you have a fear of God, there's something that happens where all of a sudden things begin to make sense to you. Um, because when you fear God, the one true God, the one who can send your soul to hell, then um, it says fear not he who can, he can de- destroy the body, but he can destroy the whole soul. That's who you fear. God damn and, fear that. And he said, and so that said is, is once you fear God, then um, you don't fear man anymore. Like you're not afraid of social you know, isn't being, that what we all need to learn? Yeah. It's not to fear judgment of man. Yeah. To not be the nice guy, to not be the nice woman, to not worry about what other people think of you, to not give a shit, excuse my language, but fear God. Not man. Don't fear man. Don't fear what someone else thinks of you. Live your authenticity in this life. Stop folding over and bending over for everybody, your boss, your friends, your relatives, whoever it is, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have a, 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 I, I just have a way of always throwing out explicits. Maybe that's not the way to share it at this point, but what Jonathan said is true. Stop fearing man. Start fearing God. Do the right thing and get on the right path. Because if you want to be your authentic self, you cannot fear man. You have to follow the path of the Lord, the God of this universe. And if you don't believe in God, believe there is a higher power. Believe there is something else that created this universe in you because you didn't just evolve. I'd say this, man. If you're a... If you're in a, uh, a, a church situation, a Christian situation, and you believe these things, you believe the, the Bible to be true, you really, you hold that, I would, I would challenge you to ask God for the fear of God. It says, I, he is literally to ask, ask for it. Ask you're for saying it. ask for it. I ask God for things. Matter of fact, I, I ask God. That's for a challenge. I dare you folks out there to ask for that challenge. I, I, when we lived in Austin. Ask for the fear of God. Are you scared? When we were in Austin... Are you too scared to ask for the fear of God? I'll tell you this, man. This is a story, dude. I, I had been asking for the fear of the Lord. Because the Bible says multiple times the fear of the Lord is the, is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And um, uh, one day, I was... Um, and it was getting towards the end of our stay there. Um, there was basically no furniture in the apartment. I was moving everything out. I was here by myself. Mm-hmm. And I was reading the Bible on the floor in the living room because I didn't have any furniture in the living room. <laughs> and uh, rough neck in it. I mean, all of everything. There wasn't a lot of furniture to begin with as a business apartment, but every I had moved everything out, and um, I was there cleaning it up, getting it ready to, to go. And I was spending the night there one more night before I left, and I, I was praying, and I said, "Lord, I, said, I asked for the fear of the Lord." And I, I was, um, I, I can't explain this man, but a, it, dude, a being came into that room with me. I believe it to be God. I. I and it was being is in physical or mental 
it felt it felt physical. Um, Did you see it? No. So what happened was I was on my I was on so my. So it was mental. Uh, I'm pretty sure if I'd been had the strength to pick my head up and look, it had been there. Okay. Yeah, let's put it that way. I'm just trying to verify. So I was I I was praying. I I was I was um. Uh, there's a specific um, a, a specific verse in the uh, I was praying and I was asking for the fear of the Lord I'd been asking for it and this is a very specific verse in the Bible that talks about um, those who call evil good and good evil alright who, who who call light darkness and darkness light and he goes and talks about these things and, and the prophets that that, that, um, that pretend to hear the voice of God and tell people but they're the truth is that it feels like the times we're living in right now. It is. And I, anyway, I was reading that scripture and his voice behind me says that day is this day. It was this big, masculine, deep voice. And it terrified the shit out of me. I started crying right there. I started weeping. And I remember I, I, I fell to my face on the floor and the presence was, this presence was on me so heavily. I couldn't get off the floor if I wanted to. I knew, I knew that if I had the strength or the, not the strength, the courage to look up at the presence in that room, I would see the face of the Almighty God, but there was no way I could do it. Nobody's ever been able to look at the I, face I was, of God in the Bible or for you. And I was laying there, and he said, that day, I was reading that scripture, and this voice says, that day is this day. And I, I fell to my face and wept. I was crying out of absolute fear. Fear, um... I don't know to explain it. it was, I almost it was a called that a good fear. It was a wonderful and terrifying thing all at the same time. And um, the power that created everything is shaking. a power to be scared of, but a power to behold in wonder and amazement and joy all at the same time. It's such a mixed bag of emotions. Yeah, and I, uh, I, I just shook under the under the fear of the Lord there, and I couldn't get off the floor for hours. It was a presence in that room. Was, I know. And when I left, I felt it left, but I still didn't have the strength to leave. And I was, I was almost afraid to look up. And I, I, you know, I know this was not a figment of my imagination. It happened. But from that point on, I have had this fear of the Lord in a, in a healthy way that has grown in me. And in that, the, the Lord has revealed to me. You know, these these things that we're talking about, these strange things that sound, you know, out there. They're esoteric to most people. They're yeah. woo-woo. And a lot of this is not something I've gotten out of a book. This has got stuff I just simply out of my It's experience. It's from life. Well, yeah. He, he, and the thing is, the Holy Spirit comes to you and they show you these things. And like, If you're ready for it. Yeah. If you're accepting it. If you're open to it. Well, it's the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole idea of the Bible is basically is that there is a God that made you that desire that made you because he desires to have a personal relationship with you. And because you're a man and you fell and you've, you've, you, you are no longer worthy of that because you, you sinned against him just because you're a human. All right. That he sent away for you, which is Jesus, his son to have a relationship with him and to, to open up that Avenue. All right. And that's the whole idea. And so that it really comes down to, um, just all you says ask and you'll receive. It's simple. Do you ask see one of the biggest things as a problem here is people letting go of control? Yeah, and letting go of um, religion, letting go of control because they want to control them lie their control. lives. Control. They don't want to. The don't main wanna, word is control. Yeah. They want to be in control of but their future, is. of 
their body, of their soul, of their spirit, of their ego, of everything. the truth is we're not in control. We all get older. The the biggest thing that everybody has a problem with, even me, Mm -hmm. is letting go of control. But if we're honest. To give up control feels like suicide to most people. But if we're honest with ourselves, we don't have control in the first place. But it's, it, since it's the hardest thing to do, yeah, is that not the beginning of having a life that is fulfilled by like the experiences that you're having? Um, I mean, to, I would to say fruit, this, fruit. Is, this is me. Okay, I see by my own reason and by my own intellect that there has to be a God. That I reason. That if a God created me, then there must be a right way. And, a, and I see by nature that he created laws. He put things in place. And therefore, he must have a way that he might desires for me to live. And so when I reason that God is good, all right, and that I see what he has done, I see the magnificence he does. I, I'm not talking about the evil in the world. That's not, that's not necessarily, that's not his fault. Um, the there's free do, will. He can't control that. that he, he gave us dominion over free control. The reason there, there's there's evil in the world is he gave us dominion over the earth and took his hands off of it. And that's why he, it was a gift to us. And so, um, he by just simply asking he says, "If you ask, you will receive." And um, and so if you ask, and so you can't, you don't ask for tangible things like money. It's a relationship. You're 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 asking for a relationship, and when you do that. Over time, in his way, he reveals himself to you in a way that no one else can. And when it happens, it's so real, no one can tell you, that you what you experienced was not real. There's no one that can, that can take that away from you. And so for me, I invite God. I say, God, like, like show me where my heart is evil. Show me where, where I need correction. Bring to me correction this is a, a a good son asked for correction that's a big ask and that's a scary it's terrifying ask. it's a terrifying thing i i don't most people ain't get the guts for that because so, they wouldn't mean it if they said it anyways oh, you I, are wholehearted when you say it i am i am and so and that's a difference between a, you and most people i'm 100 percent convinced there's a god i'm 100 percent convinced that he desires to have a relationship with all men and that that is the key to salvation Really, it really is. It's realizing that that who you are, and it's it's the dying of ego. It says God resists the proud. What's pride? Ego. That's why I'm saying most people are scared yeah. to give up control. It's true. It's one of the biggest things that I've had a problem with my whole life. Everybody, me too. It's just, it's the main thing probably holding up the barrier between me and the divine. Period is giving up control. I just man, I just I I, I just constantly ask God. Like I would, I would challenge you to do that. Ask him, come, speak to me. Come, humble me so that I can... It says, it says he resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I say, oh, Father, then if God, God is true, humble, humble me. Humble, humble me, Father me. And dude, I'll tell you, when I asked God to humble me, humble. he did it. And it was not a fun process. But the other side was freedom. To be humble. Nobody the really side knows. Of humility is freedom. I'm telling oh, there's you. few. I mean, there's it few. Is. They know what it is to be humble, but like, most people don't have a clue what it is a, to be humble. And I, I, I can't say I've, I've experienced the full spectrum of it. No, because like I I'm can't not, either. But because there's definitely areas of pride in my life that that are not pride and ego yeah. rule over everybody. But to shut those things off is almost impossible. But he resists the proud. It says God does not. He resists the proud. And I don't want to be one that he resists. I don't either. But God yeah. damn, 
excuse me for using the Lord's name in vain when we're talking about him. It's so inherent in me to just well, fling out a goddamn. Anyway. God is but, his name. But I mean, yeah. he knows I he knows I don't mean it in a bad way. And I say he. I don't know if it's a he, she, or a uh, divine uh, being that is beyond a sexual connotation that I want to project upon him. Fuck it. He's a universal, all-powerful creator of everything. He may not be a he. He, she may not be a she. It could be an oh. it. God. He is in the is a it is a it is a certainly a masculine like like so just says it, it's a it's a masculine. There's God, masculine, man. Ma- so there's there's degrees of masculinity, right? Yes. So it's more or authority. Um, this is where feminists are going to be like, fuck you. I know. <laughs> feminism, feminism. I mean, I, I, I personally think toxic masculinity right here, Jonathan. I think feminism. God is he. <laughs> no, sometime, man, we should come back. We should talk about um, social media and pornography because they're the same thing, just two different ends of the spectrum. Oh, really? Yeah, man. You can connect social media to pornography? Oh, yeah. So, um, social media. I don't want to get you off on it, but you're just saying that's another podcast. Yeah, that's a whole subject right there. Social media. And pornography. And pornography somehow can be connected. So, and young, and this, we can end with this, but uh, in in a, a young man who is addicted to pornography cannot have a real connection with a woman. There's like a disconnect that happens. Of course right? not, because you're living yeah. in a fantasy world. You're yeah. looking at bullshit on the internet, jerking yeah. off all the time. Yeah, and um, and it's, it's fantasy. So, and and it's a dopamine that releases, and he's training yes, himself. absolutely. The most addictive drug in the world. Yes. Dopamine, and he's training himself to get the dopamine hit from a computer screen in his hand and a bottle of lotion, right? That's <laughs> true. All right, and so... Um, and in fact, we've all done it. Yeah, we've all done it. And so what's happening is, is that it's, um, it's easy access. It's like the biggest business in the the world that nobody wants to talk about. The truth is it's self-hate. I saw that in my mushroom trip. It's self-hate. And, um, and so. Why would you hate yourself to look at porno? Well, it's a, it's a self-loathing thing because you're, it's, it's not how God created it. It's not, it's not how God created you. It it, it got meant for you to come together with a woman. Right. Right. That's how he designed it. The woman's body is the inverse of a man's. It's the complete antithesis and opposite. She's the mirror image. Right. But that's another subject. Insert into the opposite. Yeah. But um, literally the opposite sex, right? Um, and so the part of the male brain that's highlighted that's addicted to pornography, on the female side, <laughs> all right, because a, a woman, um, the, her, your, her currency is male attention, all right? Our currency with women is, is male attention, mm-hmm. all right? And a, a woman who has a, say a young, attractive woman who is uh, putting herself out there all like some thought on Instagram or something, TikTok, what's happening is is she's getting that same kind of dopamine hit that's affecting the same kind of area of the brain that a man that's addicted to pornography. One socially acceptable one is not, but it's affecting the same part of the brain and causing a divide between men and women. Men doing pornography and women going after um, social media. And granted, not all. But it was a lot like like um, if she if there is a she's turning to Instagram and social media for male attention, just as a man is turning to pornography for female attention. It's not natural and it causes this divide. And if we look at the marriage rates and the people getting married and people not getting married, children, these things, the society clearly um, shows this. And get this, the people who created Facebook knew about it and knew they were doing it. 
Of course they do. And like one of the Indian guy, I forget his name, but he talks about he has deep remorse for ever being involved in Facebook. He's one of the founders. He was just on Joe Rogan recently. Was he? I mean, I I don't don't listen to Joe Rogan anymore, but he was uh, and he put a documentary on Netflix because he's trying to change things. And I don't remember the The name of the documentary, but he knows they have used neurologists and psychologists to develop Facebook, Instagram, all these social media programs to provide dopamine hits, to keep you addicted, to yeah, grab your attention and, and keep you and seize you and hold you there to where you will not leave. Yeah. And, and hold you as long as they can and make you push likes and make you want to get a little like and make you get a happy face and blah, blah, blah. All these little things, every little one of them is exactly what you said. It's a dopamine hit. So and I'm, every little dopamine yeah. hit you get, you want more. So you scroll again. Drugs, you, hit, you look drugs. for another dopamine hit. You scroll again. You look for another dopamine Before you know it, three hours has passed and you've been scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Time. Putting likes, time. putting little hearts, looking for dopamine hits, checking your feed to make sure if somebody liked your picture or what you said. Commented. Or, it's, yeah. So like me, it's psychological. They have figured out. Yeah. The absolute way to get you addicted to these programs. They hijack the human endocrine system. Yeah. Yes. So, for example, like, so if you are a, a, a man that is having a hard time finding a woman, all right, and having a hard time um, uh, connecting with women, um, put down your phone and put jacking off. And over time, it's going to take some time to, to, and I would say, maybe go on a dopamine fast. Maybe cut out, um, you know. There is such a yeah. thing. Look that up, folks. Yeah. Dopamine fast is for real. And if that is. You got to have a dopamine fast if you're hooked on dopamine and being on social media all the time and porn. And I'm saying if you stop that around the three month mark, something will happen when you start naturally connecting with women on a deep level. It's not, it's not. You're going to project a different energy. You're going to yeah. be a different person because you're going to be acting different. You'll like the person you are more too. Um, and then women, if you're a young woman, especially a really attractive young woman, and you're having a hard time meeting a man and having a genuine connection with a man, I, I would suggest probably delete your Instagram, delete your social media, and anywhere where you're you're looking to get that, that feed of, most, of male attention. And another way for a woman to go, especially an attractive woman, to go on a dopamine fast is to cover herself up when she dresses for a little bit because she's not getting that attention all the time. You know? Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, because like when, so for example, like the darkening of the eyes mascara, according to the book of Enoch, it was the, the, the fallen angel that taught man how to do that. All right. So it's interesting. Oh, no. And it, what's interesting is that um, um, it has to do with, um, it's a biological thing that turns off the the part of the male brain that says that this woman is ready to mate and so you start thinking like in a yeah so when women wear makeup um baboons for example baboons um the more color when the woman becomes mandrills especially the baboons mandrills have these real colorful yeah so when the female when the female goes into estrus she goes into heat her butt and her face becomes real colorful all right and it attracts the male baboons to her and they mate so a female, when she goes into estrus, her, her her eyes, her eyelashes get thicker. She has more color in her face. And we fucking do that following baboons? All right. Well, it's the same idea. It's the same idea. So when a well, woman... It sure as hell yeah. sounds like it. So when a woman naturally goes into estrus, <laughs> she, she sends a signal out there that she's ready to mate. She's looking for a mate. And she becomes more physically attractive naturally. 
on top of giving off HCG as a, as a pheromone. All right. But what happens is when she's putting on this makeup all the time and putting on and, and putting herself out there, it sends a signal. And I'm not putting the blame on women here whatsoever. No, no, no. This, this is, is indoctrinated into our yeah. society. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not I'm by no means picking on. It's women. in magazines. It's in the TV. It's in the commercials. It's blah, so, blah, and it's, blah. it's socially acceptable. So right. When she goes and puts this makeup. Something like what you're supposed to do. She goes and puts her war paint on and paints her face. Um, Isn't that ridiculous? It's almost like you're wearing clown fucking face and that attracts men. Well, it's in, think about it. Well, the thing is, is she's mimicking what happens naturally when she's in estrus. And so the man biologically responds thinking she's ready to mate. Right? So that's how that happens. Um, that's what is happening. Now, the sci- psychological barriers to what makes us motivated or demotivated is so fucking interesting. It is. It is. It blows my mind. It is. Um, and so, yeah, that that's what's happening. <laughs> that, that, is, that is what's happening. Oh, good so, thing you don't have any makeup on or I'd be fucking you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be running. I'd be running for my car. <laughs> oh, come here, John. <laughs> Got <laughs> that pretty eyelashes, <laughs> but uh, um, no. But the, so that 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 said is is if you are having a hard time connecting with the opposite sex, I challenge you to try what I've said for like, and it's gonna be hard because you're gonna be looking for that dopamine. Hit. Oh it's yeah, a drug addiction. Oh, I love challenges, and I but, love to have everybody out there hear what the reality of the world is and get a challenge. Yeah, yeah, um, they need it. And so I, and I'm just saying, if you're having a hard time connecting to the opposite sex, try what I've said. I think you might be surprised what you find. Good really do. advice. And based on science. And I never heard any of this shit before in my life, so it makes sense. And I've always wanted, wondered why everybody paints herself up like Bozo the fucking clown. Well, you think about, <laughs> you think about, think about it. Okay, men and women do the same thing, but differently. So, women, women present. Women this. paint themselves up. All right. What do the fuck do guys do? Well, so, women present themselves as something or not by putting paint on their face and guys. Makeup, all right. And yeah. men present themselves as something or not by getting into debt, buying buying big houses, getting you know. Same Damn idea. straight, straight, you're right about that. Same thing. I gotta have a Bugatti pulling up or a McLaren yeah. or a Corvette or Just and I gotta have that five hundred thousand dollar house. Even like having... And they're in debt. They're about to break because of what they spent their money on. Yeah. Just to impress a female. And females do find that attractive because they think that's the guy that can take care of me. So the guy is presenting something that's not true. It's not real. And so is the woman. They're both guilty of the same thing. It's just because they're man and woman, they manifest differently. God, we're all a bunch of fakes, Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, me and, and you're so, not, I mean, me and you are not fake, but I mean, even I've had my, I've had my moments. <laughs> I have my moments of being fake too. Um, I've had my moments too, but, but I've never had a big house or like, a Bugatti, so I can't really say I'm joining. The I mean, club. I, I've always because I, I I've always, I, I even if I were like a multimillionaire, I'm not. But if I were, I would, I could not. I would still. I know what level you would live on. I would. You still, would be on the medium where nobody even fucking knew you were a millionaire. I would still drive an old 2000 I Toyota. Know. I already know <laughs> I you would. No, yeah. I know nobody would fucking know you walking around in your shorts and your t-shirt and your fucking sandals and you'd be well, multi-fucking really, millionaire. The thing is, is oh, women that are listening, that's actually really common amongst millionaires. There's a lot of millionaires. Did we not know, notice that with Jeff Dunham? Yeah. 
We had a millionaire investor into our company at one point, and he never showed it with the way he dressed. You're not talking to a guy that put on business suits and ties and all that bullshit to try and... car. No, 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 not at all. He was the most undercover millionaire you would ever see. And I believe a lot of them live that way because they don't want people to know. Yeah, yeah. They want them to learn who they are as a human being and accept them for who they are. Especially like like young single men that are wealthy will often intent because they don't want to find a gold digger. They want to find a woman that loves them for him, who they are, not for um, or respects them, should I say, for who they are. Um, And so they like you will find is that there's I know quite a few guys that are very do very well for themselves. I know one specifically that drives a 99 Toyota Camry. All right, it's a junker, and he he does have a uh, he does have a uh, a nicer car that he keeps away from his house in a storage unit that he goes and drives. But no one, unless you know him well, would know he has it. And it's not like it's really fancy. It's just it's a kind of fancy. Yeah, it's just yeah. a fun car for him to go get when he wants to go yeah. have some fun. But and he's not gonna let anybody no one, know. About no it. one knows about it except for his close friends. I don't even know that his parents know about it. Like that's how how close he keeps it quiet yeah and the thing is is i i haven't talked to him about it but my suspicion is my suspicion is is he doesn't want he when he meets a woman he doesn't want her to know about this because he he wants her to like him for who he is right because there's this fucking hierarchy that people judge everybody on and uh, and there's a and just for for women out there there's a a lot of men out there like that yeah but um man despicable I need to go, man. I need to get... I got to get up for work in the morning. Yeah, and I do too. And I think we've had a very wonderful podcast running damn near three hours. So, Joe Rogan, eat your heart out, you cocksucker. We're coming for you, Joe. (laughs) We're not going to be sellouts. Ah, we love you, Joe Rogan. That's where this all comes from. I think you've inspired (laughs) a lot of us. But anyways... Jonathan, thank you so much for yeah, being here. You, I am so pleased that you showed up for the evening, and I've enjoyed this thoroughly. Let's hang out again soon. And I would love to have you again. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I would like to do this again and hang out either way. I so, hang out with you guys. There you go. Jonathan is a wealth of information and intelligence and insight that we can all learn something from. And I hope you guys have enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for joining us, for keeping it real, and we'll see you next time. Take care, folks. Love you. All right. That marks the end of the discussion with Jonathan Rayburn. I have laryngitis at the moment, so my voice sounds like hammered shit, but I wanted to send you off with a plea. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please leave a rating and review and pass it along to your friends and family that may enjoy this also. For now, I'm going to go do something about my voice because it sounds horrible. I don't know. Maybe I'll drink a hot toddy. They say those are supposed to be good for you, but there's alcohol in it. I told Jonathan I was going to stop drinking alcohol so much. We'll see about that. Anyways, take care, everybody. We'll catch you on the next round. Later. Keeping it real. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you. 
but please do all of this at your own risk. <laughs>